and welcome to the Film Host Podcast, where two amateur film stands talk about the movies we love, the movies we hate, and every movie in between. I'm Kay Christofferson, and this is my co-host... Uh, Lauren Griffin. <laughs> and Lauren... <laughs> yes? I'm just gonna jump right into um, the question of the week. Okay. Um, what is your favorite comic book or superhero movie oh yeah um i would probably have to say like the first spider-man movie like the 2001 i think it was 2001 or 2002 um my yes my uncle was like obsessed well not obsessed but he was a big spider-man fan yeah so like growing up um he Like, I kind of remember the first movie coming out, and we watched it, but we weren't allowed to go in theaters to see it, and then, like, he took my brother to see Spider-Man 2, and I remember crying, because I was like, (laughs) why wouldn't you take me? I was like, eight. (laughs) Was that that a PG-13 movie? I don't know. Let's do a quick Google. Yeah, Google. A quick Google. (laughs) Quick Google? Yeah. Uh, Well, okay. 2001 i have to be way more specific oh it actually did come out in 2002 okay all right the year i was born oh nice yeah (laughs) what was i looking up i forget now yeah it's fine oh if it was pg-13 oh right yeah um and that's the um the toby Maguire and uh yes kirsten dunce one (laughs) yes so is that i yeah sorry go ahead oh sorry i was gonna say is that your like favorite spider-man like like the toby Maguire version yeah so i would say that he makes like i've seen a bunch of stuff on twitter too that says like toby Maguire makes the best peter parker and i stand by that he is peter parker mm-hmm. um and then like andrew garfield People say that Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man, but, like, I don't know. They were all very good Spider-Men. Yeah. Um, and then Tom Holland, I think, is a good uh, good mix of, like, both Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Spider-Man is PG-13. Oh, so I, I guess eight-year-olds cannot see that, even though I probably saw yeah. PG-13 movies when I was, like, 12 but oh totally yeah (laughs) so what is your favorite comic book movie um it's actually the movie we are talking about today oh so i i I planted a little segue there yes you did but um uh today we are talking about the 2020 dc extended universe film i i don't know what the universe is called but um the DC movie called, I'm going to try to get the full title right because I love okay. the full title, but it's yes. um, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes. <laughs> and I I think that's the correct title. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Or like on HBO, they call it like birds of prey harley quinn which drives me crazy because it's such a worse name (laughs) right yeah you need the whole thing Mm -hmm. but you know whatever um and it's directed by kathy yan and it came out in 
early 2020 pre-pandemic yes <laughs> yeah which is, it was a lot of people's like last movie in theaters like before everything yeah, yeah. totally but um so what is your history with this movie so I actually did not see it until yesterday when I watched it for the first time. <laughs> so it's <laughs> very is, short history. <laughs> yeah, like I like I don't know if it was I think that this movie like this is kind of off topic, but I think that this movie kind of suffered because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and people were um like not as many people saw it because of the pandemic obviously. Yeah. And I feel that I might have been one of those people that, like, had it come out at a different time, I probably would have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I didn't have much knowledge about it. I'm not a big DC comic oh, me neither. person to begin <laughs> with. I think that the DCEU is very flawed, but we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, definitely. (laughs) But yeah, that's my experience with the movie. Obviously, you probably have a ton more experience with this movie. I think I saw this... um, I did not see it in theaters either, because I just know it was a lot of people's last movie in theaters before. But... um, Yeah, I saw this in, I want to say, October of 2020 first. Okay. Yeah, because my... It's another movie that we're talking about where my sister watched it first and then told me to watch it. But I liked this one more than I liked the last five years. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) Yeah, so I watched that. And I remember, like, after watching it... And I'll get into this later. But I just remember after watching it, like, it empowering me a lot more than something like um wonder woman or captain marvel did okay yeah you know like as far as like female-centered um comic book movies go and yeah i yeah i just kind of go back to this movie a lot and revisit it and i feel like it kind of gives me that same impact every time yeah but yeah, that's my experience with the movie. And I, I agree with you about the whole point of people not seeing it as much because of the pandemic. And I, yeah. also, and I also think like it got kind of mixed reviews. And I think yes. that might also have to do with the fact that it kind of came off the heels of the whole craze that was the um, Walking Phoenix Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this came out in um, on February 6th, and Joaquin Phoenix had just won his Oscar, like, on February 9th, so, like, three days after this came out. Oh, So it's okay, just... Yeah. And those are such different movies based on, like, two very connected characters that I almost think yeah. that this movie may have suffered because of it, but... um, Interesting take. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's my experience with the movie. I just really love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's my favorite um, comic book movie, like I said. But I'll, yeah. ex- I'll explain as we get into it. Yeah. But um, let's pull up a, the plot kind of summary for people who may not know what the movie's about. Yes. <laughs> but, um, oh, I also want to mention like a little bit. Before we get into that, I want to mention, like, a little bit of history with the Harley Quinn character, too. Yeah, sure. But, um, so basically, 
she started as kind of like the Joker's girlfriend character. <laughs> like that was what mm-hmm. she was known for. Yeah. But then like as she's gone along, she's kind of like become her own thing. Yeah. And like the director Kathy Ann was talking in an interview about how um how in the movies she's kind of followed that same trajectory where like she you know started being just the joker's girlfriend and just kind of existing to serve him but then yeah. this movie is kind of like in the title like her emancipation which i think yes. is it's cool <laughs> so yeah. anyway all right uh here's a quick summary of the plot of uh birds of prey and then we will get into like the nitty gritty details <laughs> yeah. all right so the plot is from our trusted resource wikipedia (laughs) yeah wikipedia please sponsor us (laughs) (laughs) but um all right so it's open season on harley quinn when her explosive breakup with the joker puts a big fat target on her back unpredicted unprotected and on the run quinn faces the wrath of narcissistic crime boss black mask and his right-hand man, Victor Zaz, and every other thug in the city. But things soon even out for Harley when she becomes unexpected allies with three deadly women, Huntress, Black Canary, and Renee Montoya. Alrighty, so that's Birds of Prey for anyone who... (laughs) Yeah. And so do you want to just, like, jump into the plot of the movie? Yeah. Alrighty. So, and I'm getting this from IMDb. (laughs) Um, but the film starts with uh, Harley Quinn played by Margot Robbie telling her story from the beginning through an animated intro as a child her deadbeat alcoholic dad tries to get rid of her multiple times until he finally dumped her off at a Catholic girls school Harley was always a troublemaker but she got educated and earned a PhD becoming a psychologist that's where she met the Joker and fell in love leading her to go from Harleen Quinzel to Harley Quinn However, they have recently broke up since he helped her escape from prison, shown at the end of the previous film, Suicide Squad, and despite Harley saying she was fine, she does not take it well and ends up staying alone in a crummy apartment with a hyena she adopted and named Bruce after Bruce Wayne. <laughs> that was a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's all in, like, the first, I think, two minutes. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But, and most of that is through, like, a really cool animated sequence in my opinion i loved that i thought it was a very cool Mm -hmm. way of it kind of reminded me of georgia the jungle um for if i don't know if you've seen it i don't think i have but (gasps) i've heard of it oh my gosh okay well you should watch it it's it's ridiculous (laughs) um but um just like that animated bit of like where it um Mm-hmm. just like tells her story very quickly i loved that and all of the stylistic things in this movie all made sense for me yeah because harley quinn is such a manic uh like absolutely off the walls yeah woman so the storytelling being the way that it was it totally made sense to me and i really appreciated that they made the storytelling almost fit her character as well which was good yeah i i totally agree and i think a lot of people like maybe not a lot of people but i've heard people kind of criticize the this intro that it's like 
info dumping. Okay. But I, I mean, I can somewhat see where that is coming from, but I also like it because, like, I'm not a huge DC person. Like, I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said in my letterbox review that I only care about DC movies when women make them <laughs> because that's the only yes. ones that I've really seen. So yeah. like I feel like with this it helps you know it helps us not have to do a lot of like homework before we watch this movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like you could totally like this is a I think it's a good standalone movie. I don't think mm-hmm. you necessarily needed to see Suicide Squad in order to see this movie, which I yeah. really liked. Because, yeah, even, like, still thinking back about it, I don't really know if I liked Suicide Squad. It was all right. Yeah, I never but... saw Suicide Squad. <laughs> really? No. That's so interesting. I was going to ask you if you liked Jared Leto's Joker. Or if it made you uncomfortable. Because it made me very uncomfortable. (laughs) I mean, what I've heard about Jared Leto's Joker does make me uncomfortable. But I I can't have, like, a really, like, solid opinion on it since I haven't watched the movie. Yeah, that's fair. I, like, when I watched the Snyder Cut, which I unfortunately watched, um, I remember when he was like made a cameo and that's not really a spoiler because he was in the promos but i remember just kind of like being like like why (laughs) why do we have to bring jared leto back just because i don't like jared leto as a person in general that's fair (laughs) yeah yeah i haven't seen the snyder cut and i like i probably will never see it no Um, yeah it's not worth it (laughs) not worth your time no not at all um but i was like I don't know. I feel I like hmm, how do I say this? Like Suicide Squad for me felt like that was it for that Joker character, yeah. you know? Like I don't see where Jared Leto's Joker can fit into the DC mm-hmm. world anymore. Yeah. Like maybe in another Harley Quinn movie, but like I don't know. Like not in any of the other like more I guess serious DC movies mm-hmm. that are like completely not even I don't think they're connected to these movies like I, yeah. I have no idea what's going on in that universe there <laughs> I got no clue uh, <laughs> after like maybe in a little bit when it becomes more relevant I'll explain kind of Zack Snyder and what he set up for the future of Harley Quinn in Ooh, that'd be, the yes, Snyder Cut that. because um, I'm not happy with it. <laughs> like, I am not happy with most of the creative decisions that Zack Snyder makes in the DCEU. And <laughs> but, um, but, but I mean, like he, like he did the Snyder cut, which really isn't the official timeline. That's true, right? But, but so there's like, so many people that are trying to get his universe. Like, there's so that's many. True fanboys on the internet that are like released the Snyder verse now. But Right, yes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I'm personally Anyways. like released the Kathy Ganiverse because <laughs> I like, Yeah. <laughs> I like her vision a lot better than Oh, totally. She should just from, take over the From DC. the from the very little I've seen of like the Zack Snyder movies, because I've only seen Man of Steel and 
the Snyder Cut, which is enough for me. <laughs> I don't need to yeah. see anything else. I don't need to... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but we are not talking about Zack Snyder today. <laughs> um, so anyways... Oh, I also wanted to point out in this sequence is they canonically make um, Harley Quinn bisexual. They do? What? Yeah. What? Because, like, there's that little moment where she's, like, going through all of her exes, and one of them's a woman. I must have totally missed that, but I, you know, I just assumed that her yeah. was gay. No. Actually, actually, I wrote that down here. I wrote that down. Oh, it was from a later scene yeah. um, that we'll get to, and I wrote down, roller skates. Harley Quinn is a confirmed LGBTQ. Yeah. So I guess, so I guess it's like double confirmed in the yeah. movie. That I'm, yeah, this, so funny. this whole movie is just every character is gay in their own way, which I love. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're all so gay. This is such a gay movie. And it's that's so gay. why we enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Specifically <laughs> bisexual, I think. I think it's a very bisexual oh, yeah. movie. Oh, okay. it is a. Yeah. Yeah, just the tone. I don't know why, but it just. It very much is. Totally. Um, so anyway, um, so after her breakup, Harley goes to the Black Mask Club where she gets plastered and annoys a nearby thug who insults her. She ends up smashing his leg and is told by the club's owner, Roman Sionis, played by Ewan McGregor, that that was his driver. He does nothing because Harley hasn't told anybody that she and the Joker are broken up since them being a couple gave her immunity from the wrath of Gotham's other thugs. Harley is out with other women who she overhears saying that she's nothing without Joker and that she'll go running back to him soon enough. Harley decides to challenge this by driving a truck into Ace Chemicals where she and Joker used to stay, obliterating the plant into an explosion of fireworks. Yes. Okay, let's go up to that beginning part. Okay. So, the club scene I thought was absolutely hilarious. Yes, I lo- um, I loved that scene so much. <laughs> like, just like classic girl going through a breakup, mm-hmm. just trying to live her best whole life. Um, I will say that this movie is so violent, and it reminded me at first it was kind of like kick-ass level of violent. Which I thought was like, like I love Kickass, um, and I, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. But then when we got to like, there was multiple scenes where Harley Quinn breaks people's legs and they snap in half, mm-hmm. and that is like something that I'm terrified of doing myself. Like <laughs> Harley like, Quinn without... jumping on your legs? <laughs> uh, no, just like just my legs snapping in half. Like, oh goodness! Just, just, just randomly just, just, yeah you just like bump into a table and then <laughs> it's over for you <laughs> actually i have done that except my knee popped out but oh, oh my goodness so, so it's like a, so it's like a valid fear okay it's valid but i didn't also i didn't know that uh scene was um tr- triggered some trauma for you i'm sorry about that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes. but, but yeah i yeah. was like that i was like Ooh. yeah <laughs> But I mean, everything Harley does in this movie, I'm just like, good for her. Yeah, <laughs> you know? completely unhinged, and I'm just here for it. I'm it's like, just good for you, girl. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, do anything, Harley. Just yeah, I love yeah. you. But yeah. um, and this is where we're introduced to um, Ewan McGregor's character, Roman Sionis. So. Yeah, I liked 
Ewan McGregor in this movie. I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. I I also don't know if you saw this in your research, but they originally wanted oh who what's his name? They wanted Sam Rockwell to oh. be Black Mask. And based on, and, like, their vision of Black Mask was Sam Rockwell. Yeah. And I can't remember why he didn't do it. I think it was, like, he didn't do it because it was kind of, like, typecasting, he Mm -hmm. felt. Well, everything Um, Sam Rockwell does, though, he's just perpetually typecast. bad guy, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I definitely got, like, the vibes of, Mm -hmm. I can't remember his character in the first charlie's angels but i definitely got that vibe yeah um yeah i also would have loved to see sam rockwell in this movie but ewan mcgregor did a really good job yeah i I can totally see that the only thing that kind of i I mean i just love ewan mcgregor anyways like more than Mm -hmm. i do sam rockwell but um yeah just thinking about his character, like Sam Rockwell's character in the second Iron Man movie. Yeah, okay. And like, that whole movie wasn't great, and I don't think Mm-mm. Sam Rockwell was a very strong villain, and I feel like it's almost a similar type of guy <laughs> to where I'm almost glad that the role went to Ewan McGregor instead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I definitely would have liked to see Ewan McGregor more in this movie, Mm -hmm. but that was one thing that I did really like about this movie, was that it wasn't long. Yeah, me too. It didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome, which I very much enjoyed. It was a nice, an hour and 40 minute movie. It's not uh, four fucking hours long, (laughs) like the Snyder Cut. Yeah, it's not like Snyder Cut or anything. Yeah, (laughs) like the Snyder Cut, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have four parts in an epilogue or anything yes because who would put that in a superhero movie i don't know of anyone (laughs) a psychopathic man (laughs) okay well i don't want to say he's psychopathic but yeah he seems like a chill guy i just don't like his movies Um, yeah (laughs) yeah i can agree with that and um and this and this whole sequence ends with her exploding the ace chemicals (laughs) yeah i don't know what i thought was gonna happen when she stole the truck, but I didn't think that she was going to jump out. <laughs> Which I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Which is stupid of me to assume. Um, yeah. yeah, another gay moment. <laughs> <laughs> chemicals are very gay. I'm just yes. kidding. <laughs> chemicals, fireworks. Yeah, explosions. fireworks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This entire I soundtrack. <laughs> oh, this entire soundtrack is so... Like, okay, yeah, this movie is, like, the gay movie of 2020, I think. Yeah. The soundtrack... It's a moment. <laughs> is a moment. I... Okay, I actually haven't looked at, like, all of the songs on the mm-hmm. soundtrack, but I wasn't... I'm not... I wasn't, like, a big fan of the songs, because they all kind of sounded the same. Yeah, that's a good point. But, like, it was a, it was a good soundtrack. Yeah. I, I was a fan of the soundtrack for the most part. And I did, like, I noticed on this watch how the songs flowed into each other very nicely to where it was almost like a mixtape, which I kind of liked. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like sometimes in superhero movies, like, they'll they'll have, like, these soundtracks, and you'll be like, I 
don't remember hearing that song <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. But I feel yeah, like yeah. they utilized every song pretty well. There's some that... There's one particular instance where I really didn't like it, and I thought it ruined the moment. But um, yeah. for the most part, I really liked it. And I loved like the Doja Cat needle drop in the club and <laughs> everything like yeah. that. Yeah. But um, anyways, so... Then it goes back in time, and this movie does a lot of that. Right. But um, moments before this, Detective Renee Montoya, played by Rosie Perez, is investigating what appears to be a mob hit at a restaurant. A flashback shows Helena Bertinelli slash Huntress, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, killing the men inside with a crossbow, which has earned her the alias The Crossbow Killer. Montoya then hears the chemical plant explosion and goes to find Harley's J necklace, which is a clear sign to both cops and criminals that she and the Joker are no more, meaning Harley has just declared open season on herself. So, Detective Renee Montoya, Mm -hmm. I think is such a funny character. Yeah. And I love how the other characters in this movie, like, make fun of her. Yeah. Because she she's weird yeah but i'm here for it yeah um yeah um another two mega gays yeah (laughs) yeah i also the crossbow killer like that's so funny yeah oh i i love that whole bit in this movie yeah but but yeah i this is like our introduction to both of those characters and we kind of get more into huntress later slash the crossbow killer but um but yeah, I I know when the movie came out, people were kind of um, hesitant about Rosie Perez's casting. Why? Because I think if... I think um, in the comic books, that character is a lot different. Like, like, if you look at Renee Montoya in the comics, like, you wouldn't really think Rosie Perez. Okay. And I think that's why people might have been hesitant okay or it's just like i don't know it could be like an ageist thing too because you know like yeah i don't know but um but yeah i i really liked rosie perez in this role and i thought yeah i just thought she she is weird but i feel like she is like a lot more grounded than the other characters (laughs) Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, she like she's not really like I feel like every character in this movie is kind of like cartoonish to where yeah like everything is like exaggerated, you know? Yeah. Where I feel yeah. like Renee Montoya is kind of she's not super in reality, but she's like the most in reality that you're gonna get in this movie. Yeah. 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 I see what you mean. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. She, she just plays, like, a good, like, I guess straight man is the term that... But, um... I thought it was very interesting how they... Uh, like, just the... Again, the storytelling in this movie about how they... Ex- like, especially how Renee Montoya, like, she explains to us, as the audience, she explains that how... Um, the ace plant like blowing up is a sign of harley's emancipation from Mm -hmm. the joker and how like this is open season on her and i was like damn yeah like she didn't think that one yeah he didn't think this 
Yeah. Because, like, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think it's... Oh, sorry, you can... No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think it's interesting how the film kind of plays with the whole theme about, like, how she's... Like, as a character so far, she's been kind of, like, nothing without the Joker. And I, it almost yes. it almost feels kind of meta, like, <laughs> the way that she's kind of going out on her own and she's vulnerable. And just, you know, hearing the reactions to, like, you know, men with this character are almost kind of mimic um, yeah. the movie. Where it's like, oh, she's, like, nothing without the Joker, which is <laughs> kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, among the criminals that want Harley dead are Roman and his best friend slash right-hand man, Victor Zaz, played by Chris Messina, a psychopath who carves a tally on his body for every one of his victims. They are shown torturing the Keo family and cutting their faces off. That, this character terrified me. Victor Zaz. Also, yeah, yeah. Chris Messina. And, like, because at first I was like, who do I know this guy from? Like, and then I realized it was the guy from the mini project. Yeah, I, I know. Like, oh, my. Oh. <laughs> um, but he also looks hot as hell with yeah. that hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah, just it's scary man. Yeah, sometimes, like, in this movie, I'm like, do I find him attractive? Like, it's. Because sometimes it's like, oh, he's horrible. Like, I just can't find him attractive. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, the bleach hair. And, like, at one point he kind of had, like, this striped kind of, like, silk shirt thing going on. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Like, damn it. (laughs) I don't know what this says about me, but. um... (laughs) You know what? It's okay. I'm sure that there are many other people Mm -hmm. that were attracted to this man. Yeah, and I think it might have been, like, the voice thing, too. Like, he just. He had a weird voice i thought no but like he i feel like it's just like he has a very like chris messina kind of has a very distinct voice yeah that's kind of attractive so it might have been like that kind of thing too but very true (laughs) but yeah um so in this scene he um yeah so there's like this entire family hung upside down and they he peels all of their faces off I did not understand the necessity. Yeah. The necessity. The necessity. I did not understand the necessity for that. Yeah. I guess it was just to like establish that like he's bad. <laughs> like we could have we could have yeah. established that without showing Yeah. A family get their face. Getting murdered. Yeah, yeah. And I-, I also didn't understand how they no i'm not gonna ask that no never mind no <laughs> but now now i want to know like, how did they die how did they die oh like just, i like, actually their faces cut off i actually thought that too because i'm like i mean i'm i don't know anything about basic anatomy but i'm like just yeah. getting your face peeled off like i mean also he they're... does it with a lot of ease and i do not understand like that would be very difficult, but he just kind of goes, <laughs> yeah, and then he's done. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think that you would die from just getting your case or your face cut off. I mean, blood loss. Like yeah, like you would die from like the blood loss. But 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, anyone who knows more about that specific specific subject, uh, hit us up and let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet at me and let me know, would you die from getting your face peeled off? Because I don't know. I don't think so. I think, well, you would die eventually. You can't just, like, walk around your face peeled off. But I think maybe there's some type of, like, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. You're... I feel, but that like was, your skin, that... your skin is also an organ. So I, I don't know. I don't know how science works. <laughs> but um, interesting. Yeah. Now to the best part of the movie, the egg sandwich, the breakfast. Sandwich. <laughs> yeah, Harley is getting her perfect egg sandwich, but Montoya and a few other pissed off crooks find and go after her. Montoya tackles Harley and causes her to drop her sandwich into the street, which devastated Harley. When it seems like she's cornered, she throws a bag of garbage at Montoya, which blindsides one crook and causes him to shoot an incoming truck-driving crook, allowing Harley to get away. Unfortunately, she runs into a large thug that she and the Joker face tattooed, but before he can get her, he is killed by a Helena on her motorcycle. Harley is then surrounded by Roman's thugs. So, I think we should tackle the egg sandwich thing first, because... Yes. Yeah. I am a massive fan of breakfast sandwiches they're like one of my favorite foods um and i can eat them for like any meal anytime bacon turkey bacon you know i'm i'm not well i am picky but yeah because it's Uh, only the two of those this this movie does make me hungry (laughs) it did it made me want a breakfast sandwich i was like fuck it looks good um which leads me to a question okay where is like what is your go-to breakfast sandwich like a fast food one whatever whatever it is well the problem you is have one? i'm vegan so <gasps> right so like what what makes a breakfast sandwich a breakfast sandwich i can't have like eggs cheese meat can't have, any, can't of have any of it no oh, i mean there's like there's like alternatives so like yeah. there's there's like this really good like vegan sausage that you can get that tastes really yeah. good but like i guess i'm trying to think in terms of like before i became vegan because like like i know what all those things taste like so when i watch the movie i'm like mm, <laughs> that looks yeah. so good but um <laughs> yeah um i mean her order in the movie just looks delicious so yeah. <laughs> i honestly i would just I would honestly say that. With, like, the little bit of hot sauce, too. I'm like, oof. Looks oof, so good. Yum, yum, yum. Yum. Anyway, what's your, what's your go-to? Because you're the breakfast sandwich expert. Yes. So, personally, I love... So, I know that they have A&Ws in the States. I have heard that A&W in Canada is far, far, far better than mm-hmm. A&W in the U.S. So, I must... I must say that before I get into this, but A and W sponsor us. Yes, A and W sponsor me. Well, also K, but yeah, this podcast in general. Food, yeah. yeah, yeah. The food that you will get will not be as good as mine. It'll just be I'm bread. Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> and that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, A and W breakfast sandwich is definitely the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's very good. Oh, this is a sidetrack, but what's the thing with like Canadian bacon? Is that like a Canadian bacon? I don't even know what Canadian bacon is. I think that Canadian bacon is just... A scam. No, I'm just kidding. Like, slices <laughs> yeah. of bacon and, sli- like, 
it's just you know, ham, right? Slices, which pretty much, yeah, yeah. Like once bacon gets thick enough, it's just ham. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Canadian bacon is just like slices of ham. Yeah, Canadian bacon is a fraud, is what I'm trying to say. So. Oh, I, as a Canadian, Canadian bacon. Okay. Is All right. <laughs> so that, that's our stance on Canadian bacon, everyone. Yes. But um, yeah. So then after that, she gets she starts getting like chased down by everyone that's wanted to go after her but can't because you know, she was with the Joker who they're afraid of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, and this is, like, the only glimpse that we ever really get of, like, the Joker is just, like, the backside of him in that one, like, five-second shot. Which I think really? is... Really? I did not see that. Oh, yeah. Was he when... there during this fight? Uh, you know that one guy that has his face all tattooed? Yeah. Like, there's a flashback where it shows that he's getting his face tattooed, and... Yeah. Oh, okay. And the Joker's doing it to him, but it's just, like, him from the back. <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah. it could have been anyone. Okay. But I'm so glad that, like, the Joker doesn't even make, like, a cameo in this. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because I think this does, like, operate as a breakup movie, but... Oh, 100%, this is a breakup movie. Yeah, but it's nice that... It's one of the least, like, male-centered breakup movies that I've ever seen, which is very nice. Yes. It's very much a fuck you, getting over you, Mm -hmm. living my best life. Yeah. Hot girl summer. (laughs) Hot girl summer. Yeah. Uh, Be bisexual, do crime. Yeah. Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. Yeah. And I really like... um, This is when they really start to... um, This is when they start to kind of incorporate like the graphics on the screen where it's like right yes yeah 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 yeah. because it kind of that's what i also really enjoyed about this movie Mm -hmm. was the i don't know what you would call that like obvious storytelling i don't know but it was like it was nice to to be able to to see like okay these are why these people are mad at harley and yeah yeah, it's it's just an an easy way to show what's like an easy exposition device that's fun. Like kind of yeah. like kind of like the cartoon beginning where it's exposition, but it's like it's done in such a fun way that you don't really like it doesn't feel boring. Yeah. But um yeah, it kind of reminded me of like Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yes, yes. You know how like little facts came up about each of the characters and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to know like because that happens a lot in this movie, whether or not it was inspired by that kind of thing. I would say probably. Yeah. I mean, a lot of movies have been inspired by Scott Pilgrim, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um... Where are we next? Yeah, but the face tattoo guy is killed by, um... The crossbow killer slash huntress on her motorcycle. Right. And then Harley gets surrounded by Roman's gang and yes. Mary Elizabeth Winstead just, <laughs> I, I just want to say that she looks she, she, she's hot in this movie <laughs> oh my god yeah I mean everyone's hot in this movie but it's just I, I mean I just I love Huntress so much <laughs> but yeah especially in this scene when she's like on the motorcycle and like yeah massive yeah. crush yeah oh Mary Elizabeth Winstead call me please I know you're dating. <laughs> I know you're dating Ewan McGregor, but um, she is. Yeah, she is. I think. I think they <gasps> they're still dating. 
Ewan McGregor. Wow, I did not know that. I didn't yeah. know that Ewan McGregor. I assumed he was like married. Yeah, well, there's there's this whole like... thing where I think. Um. Yeah, I think they're still together. But. Yeah, it might. There was this whole drama where he got a divorce from his wife because he. He, like, cheated on her. And I don't know if he cheated on her with um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead or not. But... Ooh, juicy. I mean, I could be totally wrong. So, like. like yeah. And it's gossip, so. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't really trust the, the internet, yeah. but, like, you also can. Yeah, you can a little bit. It's fun to. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Hugh McGregor, if you listen to this. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Yes. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but yeah. Yes, everyone in this movie, we love you. We love you. Yeah. Mary, yes. Okay, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, um, anyway. <laughs> um, so Montoya returns to the police station, where she is mocked by other officers. She meets with Captain Patrick Erickson, who was her former partner that took credit for her hard work and got promoted, and District Attorney Ellen Yi, played by Ali Wong, who was also Montoya's ex, so lesbian confirmed. <laughs> she is building a case against Roman, but doesn't have much support from either of them. Montoya is then brought to Cassandra Kane, who's played by Ella J. Basco, a young girl brought in for pickpocketing. Montoya then gets a call from Dinah Lance slash Black Canary, played by Journey Smollett, saying that Cass has a diamond with her. Soon, Harley comes in and tries to go after Cass, but she realizes she's getting ahead of herself in the story. Yeah. So I was... I get very distracted during movies and like there's a lot of times that there will be a chunk of a movie that I don't remember because mm -hmm. I definitely was not paying attention. Yeah. Um this whole thing about uh Montoya in the in the police station up to her getting the call from Black Canary. I was just like, man, boring, not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It's not really like a super um it's not a super interesting chunk of the movie. It's just kind of like yeah. set up. But yes, I yeah. I did like that they canonically confirmed another queer character in this movie with Renee yeah. Montoya. I mean, like, I, I just assume that everyone in this movie is queer, but <laughs> yeah. it's just nice to, like, have the backup of the movie, because I feel like that yeah. usually doesn't happen. But, um, yeah, it's nice for it to be blatantly obvious, mm -hmm. and, like, yeah. for them to actually yeah. be able to, like, identify yeah. Or for the audience to definitely identify yeah. a character as, like, okay, these are, like, a queer yeah. character. And the fact that her ex is played by, like, Ali Wong, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> I love Ali Wong. But, yeah. um, yeah. And then we're also introduced to Cassandra Kane, played by Ella J. Basco, which, mm -hmm. who I think is awesome. <laughs> I love her. I think she is very talented. And yeah. And I look forward to watching more movies with her in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I hope she gets more. Like, I hope that Birds of Prey gets a sequel, and that yeah, her and Harley Quinn return because I I love their little pairing in this so much. Oh, uh, the no, I'll talk about that later when we yeah. get more into their friendship. <laughs> yeah, I um, I just love them. They're they're really like the heart of this movie. But, they are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But anyways, so then it flashes back to um, a week earlier at the club. Roman was telling Mr. Keo 
um, about the Bertinelli diamond, which contains codes for their massive fortune and is now in Roman's possession. The diamond was also the reason Helena's whole family was slaughtered. Hugh refuses to work with Roman, which is what later leads him leads to the demise of him and his family. Dinah works at the club as a singer, noted for her beautiful voice. She later talks to a drunken Harley, who admits to her that she and Joker broke up. Harley then drinks with another man who later tries to abduct her. Dinah sees this and beats up the man and his buddies. Roman observes this from his window and is impressed, and he has Zaz bring Dinah up so he can hire her as his new driver. This leads Montoya to try and get info from Dinah on Roman but she refuses to help. A lot happens. Okay, so <laughs> Yeah, I this is like realize... a very like this is a very packed like this movie is very short but very packed with like information. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I so now I'm realizing that this is how the Keo family gets involved in all yeah. of this. So that this makes more sense now. <laughs> I mean I guess like that whole like plot point with the Keo family isn't super necessary like they could have like and i feel like to kind of add on to your point earlier i feel like maybe if they would have gotten rid of that scene the whole scene in the club later where he like harasses that woman may have been even more effective of showing how evil he is you know mr keo or no uh roman oh roman okay yeah 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 um also can i just make a point like why does a family that get murdered and have their face like peeled off why do they have to be asian why do they have to be a minority that's true you know like why why yeah i mean it it personally it made me uncomfortable i was like especially because i didn't just the way that they did the storytelling for that specific part I feel like they could have done a little bit better because at first I was just like, okay, they're just like mutilating this yeah. family, you know? Yeah. I mean, but I guess I would have been a little harsher on that aspect if like the director like wasn't like an Asian American woman, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I I I can understand where you're coming from with that point where it's like yeah, where it could have been I yeah, I yeah I almost think that maybe that scene wasn't super necessary. Yeah, it was almost just like he, he, he's evil, <laughs> you know. Like yes, yeah. exactly. Like you know, it, it was it was definitely mm-hmm. sh- like to show how evil that what's his name again, yeah. Victor guy is. But yeah. like you could have done it somehow. Yeah, and else. also like by just the way they they present themselves to the world it's like obvious that they're bad guys like it's not like yeah there's there needs to be this big show of how evil they are because it's they just like the way they act is just very villainous (laughs) and how they interact with other people but uh exactly they just have very threatening presences with or without that scene but um yeah yeah but um yeah and then yeah. i don't know if there's anything else much that you wanted to talk about in this scene yeah yeah i liked how um i liked how um 
Black Canary, like, helped out Harley in this scene and kind of, like, yeah, kind of starts planting the seeds of, like, oh, they're kind of, like, gonna become allies later on, but, mm-hmm. yeah. And I also, j- I love um, Journey Smollett in this, too, and I love her, like, fashion, and <laughs> which is, like, a superficial thing, but, like, I just love her like every single outfit in this I was like I kind of want that outfit (laughs) but um yeah just the costuming in this is great but um yeah all right uh Dinah knows Cass because they live in the same building and Dinah has a soft spot for Cass since she knows she lives with abusive foster parents later on Cass picks Zaz's pocket and steals the diamond just before she is arrested for the other stuff she stole that was so funny yeah. also like i don't understand pickpocketing mm-hmm. like i don't like especially when she pickpockets zaz like it seems so obvious like would you not feel someone's hand just in mm-hmm. your pocket no i like, i've seen like people pickpockets in movies i'm like how in the world do you do that <laughs> i just right i don't understand like the it's like a magic trick type thing. Like, I, I it just, totally is. I just don't understand how you do that. But it's it's very <laughs> Chris impressive. Chris Angel mind freak. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But yeah, just and again, I love Cassandra Kane in this. I I think she's like adorable no matter what she does, even if she's being a yeah. little shit. I'm just like, oh, you're so little. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you little tiny pickpocket. But yeah. um. Uh. Anyways, um, just after Harley gets away from Montoya, Roman's guys capture her. She knows he has a long list of grievances against her, such as voting for Bernie, pronouncing it espresso, and calling him Romy. (laughs) (laughs) And Roman smacks Harley around, at which point she has a fantasy about herself as Marilyn Monroe in a Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend sequence. So, I'm gonna stop there, (laughs) because... that whole chunk there's a lot that goes on (laughs) yeah yeah i thought the um the list of grievances was so funny i I love that so much yeah Yeah. just the fact that she voted for bernie is amazing (laughs) yeah but Um, oh so funny yeah and i I think one of them was like has a vagina was one of them (laughs) What is the grievances? That was like that. I just, yeah, I almost wanted to go back and like pause it and just find out like every single one because there's so many that are listed. But I know you yeah. could pro- we could probably like Google it too. Yeah, but it's probably somewhere. Yeah, but um, I I thought the dream or like the fantasy sequence. Um, at first I was like, oh my god, I love this. Like it's so show show toony mm-hmm. um also i have to say margot robbie does a really good job she, i think that she is a very talented actress yeah and i wish she did more roles <sighs> yeah like yeah. I, I i'm looking forward to seeing her in more stuff now that the panini is all done <laughs> now that the <laughs> Yeah, now that the Panera okay. bread is over. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, well, I mean, it's over. it's not real, like, over, but... Yeah, it's, like, almost over. Now that Hopefully. people are vaccinated and things like that. Yes. But, exactly. um... And then, yeah, and then yeah. the fantasy sequence, like, got scary, and 
like weird and i was like oh yeah i but yeah and victor says licks her face in the, <laughs> in the scene and i'm like what sexual awakening <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to have Christmasina lick your face. No, but... Um, Dude, I wouldn't say no. no Especially but, a blonde, a platinum blonde. Platinum blonde Christmasina stan account. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. And the... I watched this one interview with uh, Christmasina and Margot Robbie, and they were talking about that scene. Okay. And originally, like, he licked her face, like, three times. <gasps> And I was like, like, they were like, maybe that's too many. And then they got, and then apparently during the scene, like he was doing like all this different like weird shit. And then in between takes, he's like, is this okay? Like, can I do this? And then she was like, oh yeah, the weirder the better. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think uh, Chris, honey, I don't think you have to ask Margot Robbie for permission to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, I do like that he like asked permission though, which is I thought oh, that was, yeah, I that was a nice I, I little thing for him to do. Yes. Anyway, Chris, gentleman. Chris Messina. Chris Messina Stan account. Yes, yeah, Stan last account. Week, last week we were a uh, fuck. What was her name? Amy. Uh, Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. Yes. Last Kathy week we were Kathy Stan account. This week. Chris. Chris Messina. Not Victor says just. Christmasina no. with platinum blonde hair. <laughs> yes. Um, also, the scars were kind of hot too, but like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if we should examine why we find no this character not. attractive. I don't want to. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but no. um, that's something for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, after the sequence, um, uh, before Roman can have Harley killed. He learns from Zaz that the diamond is gone. Harley offers a chance to recover the diamond, which Roman agrees to. After she leaves, he orders a bounty on Cass. So, yeah, that's kind of the closer of that scene. So, this is when when the chase truly starts. But, um... Then it cuts to Harley attacking the police station with colored smoke and confetti bombs. (laughs) Which is amazing. Amazing. And uh, she breaks Cass out, but also lets her loose, but also lets loose other crooks who want to kill her. Harley fights them all on her own with a little help from Cass, utilizing a baseball bat and lighter, among other things. Margoons who want Cass and the diamond show up, and after inhaling some coke, Harley kills them. <laughs> she, she escapes the station with Cass in tow and takes her somewhere safe. Just like reading like all the things that happen in this movie, it's it's just. This movie's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is. But I also, love it. Like, I, I'm i noticing things that I totally did not pick up on. I do not remember her doing couple. <laughs> I love that scene. Just That gives her, like, the extra... That gives her, like, the extra kick to just, like, annihilate people. That's so funny. And I just... Yeah, I love... I love this so much, but... She's such a little badass. Also, mm-hmm. the fact that, like... it, Especially more so in this movie, they paint her ability to get out of situations not so much as skill but as luck which yeah. is which is also like kind of a skill that she has it's yeah. just like permanently good luck yeah um which i really appreciated because also like and i guess i was more so in the scene prior where uh like the goons 
are like fighting her and Renee Montoya and she's just like she just like gets out of the way by luck um but yeah I thought that I think that's a very interesting plot point as well but then she does kick ass in the scene which I loved I also love how much like like the use of practical effects in this movie yeah I was reading about that and like the amount of um stunts not only that they did just like in general mm-hmm. but the amount of stunts that each of the actresses did on their own yeah it's crazy yeah like, margot robbie's a superhuman i think <laughs> i think but, so too yeah just the fact that one of the things i don't like about modern superhero movies is how much they rely on cgi a lot of the time yeah i mean i guess technically this isn't a superhero movie but it's in that universe it's in the genre yeah yeah. but um but yeah they like barely use it i feel like in this movie yeah i would assume from like the the reading that i did as well yeah is that the most expensive part for the cgi was the hyena yeah yeah and And that was why they only had one instead of two was because to make t- because it was so expensive to make just one they couldn't make another one mm-hmm. for the movie so. <laughs> which is funny because i'm guessing not to bring up the snyder cut again but <laughs> just the cgi <laughs> shit that was in that movie and the fact that the budget for this one was probably way less and they couldn't oh, yeah. even have two hyenas in this <laughs> but um yeah. but I yeah two hyenas, two would have been too much actually i think especially in yeah. that little apartment that she lives in mm-hmm. like the one worked yeah that's true but yeah and then the um the one scene with uh the ace chemicals exploding i'm guessing right. that probably that was definitely cgi <laughs> oh yeah but, i guess yeah. that's true yeah but i besides those two things i i yeah i haven't i didn't really notice any super super prominent cgi but which 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 i prefer yeah yeah it's nice to see a movie especially uh like a superhero movie that um that has little to no cgi Mm -hmm. which is nice yeah uh where are we so after this uh roman learns that harley and Cass got away from his goons he loses his shit and spots a woman erica in the club laughing and zaz convinces roman that she is laughing at him he orders erica to dance on the table and to take off her dress going as far as to order her friend to cut it off of cut it off of her this shows dinah just how monstrous roman is I hated this scene. It was yeah. so uncomfortable. I did it's... not... Ugh. I think... I do... Because I liked how it didn't... Like, as far as a scene showing, like, like sexual violence, you know? Yeah. It was... I appreciated the way it was shot and how it didn't... Like, it focused on, like, the terror of the act rather than like you know lingering on her body or doing you know something gross like that which i appreciated i yeah he was more so just trying to like intimidate her embarrass Mm -hmm. her and scar her versus like versus like his like trying to sexually attack her yeah i guess 
But, like, either way, I was still just like, ooh. Yeah. I think the scene, like, like I mentioned earlier, I think the scene would have been more effective if they would have axed, like, the face-cutting-off scene in the, you know, beginning. Yeah, because, like, I think that this does... Well, and I guess this more so shows how evil Roman is, whereas the other scene showed more so how unhinged and crazy Zaz is. Yeah. But, like, I don't think we needed both. Mm Mm-hmm. I I just think it would have been a good kind of build-up of, like, oh, this is his snapping moment, and it's kind of something a little... Like, not really subtle, but it's just... It's not, like, cutting someone's face off. (laughs) Like, that is... Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's just... And I think it very much fits with kind of the theme of the movie of how men in power treat women like shit but yeah. uh yeah but yeah i just really i i'm kind of conflicted about this scene because sometimes just the inclusion of like sexual violence against women like sometimes i just don't think it's necessary and <laughs> but yeah i also appreciated that it was kind of a respectful not male gazy view of a situation like that but yeah yeah that, this that's... scene is definitely like hard to uh like analyze i guess yeah but i yeah Blech. yeah Let's move on. it was definitely like the scariest part for me personally yeah but, yeah. yeah um anyways um harley learns that Cass swallowed the diamond and goes to a supermarket to buy laxatives warning her that anyone else will have no problem cutting it out of her they rob their supplies and go back to Harley's apartment, which is above a Taiwanese restaurant run by Doc, a kindly man who keeps Harley safe. After Harley and Cass go upstairs, Helena approaches Doc to ask for Harley. Harley then cuts to Helena's backstory. And so I'll cut off here and then we can go into... Yeah. Um, but I... Yeah, so I just... Like, these scenes with Harley and Cass are... I love them <laughs> so much. <laughs> just yeah yeah just especially especially like the scene where like they're kind of on the couch like eating cereal i don't know why but just like every time i watch that it's just cute and how she's like yeah i don't mind having this kid around and i'm just like yeah yes Uh, adorable yeah Uh, so i have to say as an educator uh, like get this woman away from this child like <laughs> well uh, like, absolutely like, oh yeah but like as a woman yeah like i i'm like okay like this is this is some good uh role model yeah. but it's also like not a good role model <laughs> yeah but um, i mean technically it seems like this is the most nurturing uh guardian figure yeah. that this girl has had so far <laughs> that's but, very true as yeah. well I loved, and I wish we could have seen the relationship between Doc and Harley mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, cause like we get we get it in like the the beginning little cartoon bit, and then we get it here, but then he leaves like five minutes after this. You know? Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like bring back Doc for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, he betrays her, though, so... <laughs> he, he does? He, yeah. Oh, I guess he, like, tells those people where 
she yeah. is. Yeah, and that was kind of like her... I mean, we'll get into that plot point, but... Um, yeah. But, yeah, he just comes back as, like, I don't know, sidekick or something. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, and just her whole apartment, I think, is cute. I mean, it needs definitely needs a cleanup, yeah. but, like, I would not I... be mad if that was my apartment. <laughs> No. Like above a little restaurant. Yeah. Especially above a Taiwanese restaurant. Oh, yum. Yeah. It'd be so good. I would go there all the time. Yeah. And there'd probably be vegan options for me, so. Probably. Probably. (laughs) But, um, but yeah. And then, uh, after that, like, cute little sequence. (laughs) So then Helena goes to Doc and, uh, asks for Harley. And then we flash back to her backstory, where it's, um, after her family was murdered by mob boss Stefano Galan- Galante, yeah. one, of, one of Galante's goons saw that she survived but took her away to Sicily to stay with his brother and father. They trained Helena to become the killer that she is now. She is killed- oh. She is- Oh, she, she killed, killed. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. she, she killed Galante, and the mob guys from earlier were the firing squad that killed her family. Zaz is the last name on her list. So this is her little back. Is this is this where she has a scene where she's like practicing in the bathroom about what she wants her name to be? Oh, that that comes later yeah, on. Actually, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think this is. I think that's this scene. Oh, it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Like, well, because that's her backstory. Oh, yeah, because then it flashes forward and she finally says her name. But, um... Yeah, which was so funny. Yeah, but... Yeah, I just love... Besides, like, the fact that she's hot. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) um... I just... I love the character of Huntress so much. And I just... I don't know why, but it's just... It's the character in this movie that I, like, project onto the most. <laughs> Where it's, like, I mean, I obviously, like, my entire family wasn't murdered or anything. But it's just, like... Yeah. I think it's the fact that, like... Like, she is, like, confident and, like, you know, she's capable, but she also kind of, like, has, like, this insecurity about her and, like... Yeah. Like, she seems, like... I, yeah, it just... I... I just really appreciate her character and how they represented her. <laughs> yes. And how yeah, she's yeah. kind of she, how she's kind of awkward and yeah, I just yeah, I love her. <laughs> but um yeah. And she's probably my favorite out of this this movie. Mhm. Yeah. But but yeah, so she's after uh Victor Zaz. So <laughs> Yeah. It's hot person, hot person versus hot person. <laughs> yes, but, uh, it seriously is. Um, so anyway, back at the police station, Montoya finds out that Yi went behind her back and told Erickson that she stole evidence from a crime scene, and then Erickson suspends Montoya. And then this wah, is the wah. yeah, this is the part where Harley Quinn is like, yeah, no one ever gets anything done until they. <laughs> leave their job at the police station. <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, yeah, period, bestie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, not much to say about that aspect, but, yeah, um, no. but this is when Montoya gets to break free from her shitty job and, <laughs> yay. Yay. And so, 
Harley's apartment comes under attack by one of Roman's goons. The place gets blown up and Bruce goes missing, which made me very sad when I was watching it. Me too. Yeah. And then I guess I forgot that Bruce went missing. Because I don't know why it like maybe I just blocked it out because I didn't want to remember it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Harley learns that Doc sold her out to Roman's goons because they paid him well. Harley then contacts Roman and offers to trade Cass in exchange for immunity. He agreed and has Dinah drive Zaz to meet them, but Zaz spots a text exchange between Dinah and Montoya to let her know where they are headed. He informs Roman, who becomes upset and puts on his black mask. So, yeah, so, so yeah, so Doc betrays Harley. He does, yeah. I did not catch that. Another thing that my <laughs> probably ADHD brain, <laughs> undiagnosed. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I do like kind of how this is like her breaking point, because, like, so far it's. Like, she doesn't really have, like, anyone she can, like, fully trust in the world. Yeah. And, like, her- I guess her and Cass, but, like, they kind of have, like, a weird relationship where, like, she needs something from her, so it's not really, like, you know, a super, like- I- I don't know what word I'm trying to think of, but it's not a super, um, balanced relationship, I guess. Yeah, and I don't- I don't think, like, at this point, because- Harley has more to gain from the relationship or like from betraying the relationship than um oh my god what's her name than Cass does mm -hmm. so like I I think that this is like the turning point for Harley but then she's gonna have another turning point where she's like why am I doing this why am I trying to betray this kid yeah and I think it's because like my personal like interpretation of like why she betrays you know Cass after this scene is because she thought that she could trust this guy and she even says in the earlier scene like oh he's like the Taiwanese grandfather that I never had yeah and then... which sorry go ahead oh sorry I was just gonna say so like this scene is like oh so I can't trust anyone so that means I shouldn't like get close to this kid <laughs> and I should just you know just yeah just take on like just accept that I'm a horrible person and then just yeah <laughs> yeah so the thing that I was very confused about though was like why did Doc because like it's unclear to me at least I don't know if it's headed in the movie at all but like it's unclear how long like Harley had been crashing at Doc's place mm -hmm. but like w but it seemed like it had been like quite a while yeah right um, but so I was like, well, why is Doc selling her out now? Yeah, I guess like she doesn't have the protection of the Joker, so like maybe that's why. So was she? But I was like, why? Yeah, I guess that's true. Cause why? Yeah, I guess. But wouldn't he like infer that she's not with the Joker anymore if she moved into the apartment upstairs? So. That's true. Yeah. I was un it was unclear to me if she was like had been crashing at Doc's place. Yeah. Before she met the Joker. Maybe. Or if she was crashing at Doc's place because she broke up with the Joker. Yeah, I don't know. This was a bit of a plot hole for me that I can overlook. Yeah, I guess it's not that big of a. But yeah. 
I have I have questions. Yeah, <laughs> just about her, about her living and yet yeah, situation and just her relationship with this guy because it's not. Yeah. I guess he just basically serves as just just like a plot device, basically. Yeah, or just like, which kind of makes me sad because like I would love to see more of this character and more of this relationship mm-hmm. that he has with Harley. But yeah. I want to see more of, like, her relationship with Cass, too, because... Yes, yeah. Like, I do like the runtime, but I think it does move by so quickly that there's mm-hmm. there's some things... Like, we don't go, like, s- super deep into the characters. Like, I mean, I guess we do, but not as deep as we could have gone, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, especially with, um, with, like, canary yeah um even uh yeah i felt like all of the characters it was just missing a little bit of backstory Mm -hmm. or like even in um the huntress's case like i could have you know she wasn't in the movie that much so i could have i would have liked to see more of her even though we did get like a decent amount of backstory on her for sure um so that's these are just all points that point towards the necessity for a sequel yeah i think yeah and i think that would yeah because this is like it does feel like it operates as the first movie in a series of movies (laughs) yeah the problem is i yeah i just don't know what the future of the dceu is going to be and it's just always a mess so yeah honestly it's hard to tell i just yeah, I just think that they need to make, like, this... To me, it seems like there is the Suicide Squad universe, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, the, the, you know, the Justice League's universe. Yeah. And then there's the Rob Pattinson universe that yeah. I have no idea. And then the Joker he... universe. Oh, yeah, and then the Joker universe. That's completely <laughs> different. The Joker universe could totally be in the Rob Pattinson Batman that's universe. That's true. Yeah. Um. Who knows? But, like, none of the... That's the one thing that I do not like about the DC uh, comic, like, universe, mm-hmm. movie universe, is that none of them are connected. Yeah. Or, like, none of them have consistent connection plot points yeah like, it's, a, it's that's why i love marvel so much is because yeah. i love the continuity and the easter eggs and like the connections that they make to like previous and like future movies mm-hmm. yeah it's it's the dceu is insane <laughs> it's just yeah yeah it's yeah um but we can't get into all of that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but um Okay, I also wanted to mention um, in this scene that, or in this little sequence, this is the part where um, I really didn't like the music cue, <laughs> where it was um, "Hit me with your best shot." Yeah, like a very slowed version of it was playing while he was like putting on his mask and everything, and it it just bugged me because I feel like Ewan McGregor is really good in this part yeah where he's like basically crying because um <laughs> because of dinah and how she betrayed yeah. him and i then it's like this kind of riverdale ish 
like music cue starts where it's like hit me yeah. with your best shot and i'm like i don't i don't need this like you can just yeah yeah it's not it just took me out of it in a scene that i felt like could have been really really good if they just didn't have that part it just needed a better musical choice yeah yeah and that's that's pretty much the only complaint i have about the soundtrack is just that particular moment yeah but um after that, um, Harley arranges to be met at an amusement park in a spot called the Booby Trap, where she used to hide with the Joker. Cass learns about the betrayal as Harley straps her to a toilet so she can pass the diamond. Montoya shows up first and fights Harley, nearly taking her in, until Harley uncuffs herself and kicks Montoya out of the building. Dinah and Zaz show up, but Zaz hits Harley with a tranquilizer and prepares to kill her. Helena shows up and shoots Zaz in the neck with an arrow, killing him. The ladies then confront each other until they see Roman show up on, show up outside with a whole army of thugs. Dang, that was a lot. Yeah. So, again, there's a lot that happens in very like short amounts of time. But um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I this... wish. Oh, sorry. sorry. I wish that they would have explained the amusement park a little bit better Mm -hmm. like the significance of it and like how because like i don't remember i mean like correct me if i'm wrong but i don't remember them explaining in the movie or like harley saying in the movie like what this amusement park like the booby trap place is did she because like i had to i was like why like i wrote it down i was like why are they at this random like abandoned amusement park but then like as the as it went on and like they were like oh this crate of weapons and everything and i was like oh okay then Mm -hmm. i made the connection that this was like obviously a place that her and the joker used to used to frequent and everything yeah but that was like one thing that i was like a plot point kind of missing for me yeah i mean i guess Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's kind of like in action movies where people are like, meet me at the warehouse or whatever. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like that's a common thing that happens. Where, But I feel like Harley Quinn as a character, she wouldn't choose something boring like a warehouse. She'd be like, meet me at an abandoned amusement park. Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. I, I just... I love, like, the setting, though, of this whole fight though yeah just, just how they utilized it and i just i think it's amazing but um yeah but yeah and this is uh when when our boy victor zaz dies rip yeah uh, r.i.p him on the yeah. couch like talking oh. to harley when she was like tranquilized yeah it was like part of me was like oh get your hands off of her and then i was like and then part of me was like hmm I'm jealous. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. like I don't know. Yeah. The scene in this movie is like sexually frustrating and like <laughs> confusing to like to myself. I was like, am I turned on? Am I disgusted? Yeah. I think both probably, but both. Yeah. Totally both. Yeah. <laughs> it's like disgusted as a form of being <laughs> turned on. Yeah. But um <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah, oh, I feel like before we move on from um, Victor Zads being dead, um, yeah. like, how gay um, Roman and Victor, like, were for each other, obviously. Oh, yeah, I wish that 
that would have been some sort of a plot point. Yeah. Um, because there's, yeah, there's already so many gay undertones in the movie. <laughs> you may as well have just dropped another ball. Yeah, and most of the time, like queer coded villains bug me a little bit because, like, yeah. just the history of that. Like, if you just look at like any Disney villain from the nineties back, you're like, oh yeah, they. <laughs> They're definitely queer-coded, and it's kind of weird that the queer-coded ones are the villains. So, like, it's just... Sometimes that bugs me, but this movie yeah. is... This movie is so gay anyways that I'm just like... I don't care that much as... I don't, I'm yeah. not as mad as I usually will be. Like, it's still... Yeah. It's still not, like, the greatest that what we associate yeah. with villains now is often queer. <laughs> but, um... Exactly. But, yeah. But I still... Yeah, I just we like how love I just like how they were two mean people <laughs> that were gay for each other. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a, rom- a romance of the ages. But yes. um, so yeah, R.I.P. Victor Zaz. <laughs> uh, the ladies then confront each other until they see Roman show up on the outside with the whole army of thugs. Knowing that he has a bone to pick with all of them, Harley suggests they team up to fight them all. They reluctantly agree and grab a bunch of old weapons, mallet for Harley, bat for Dinah, brass knuckles for Montoya, etc., and head off to fight. They smash and bash their way through a bunch of goons before Roman manages to kidnap Cass. So, yeah. And then the ladies are cornered by armed goons until Dinah lets out a supersonic scream to take them down and allow Harley to go after Roman on rollerblades. So this whole... It's just, like, going through the whole, like, madhouse stuff, and... Mm-hmm. I, I love that so much. <laughs> I know. I loved the scene where they were... I don't even know what those, like, weird hand things were. Yeah. Um, that they were, like, fighting yeah. around. Um, I loved that fight scene. I thought it was very well choreographed, like, the way yeah. that cast was kind of, like handed off to each of them not handed off more just like yeah. thrown at each of them they were like here you protect the kid and then they'd be like no you protect the kid yeah i thought that was so funny yeah the another plot point that i have to point out as well is when they're done kind of like fighting on the inside and then they go to walk out of the fun house yeah they are way too casual because, like, they just finished beating up some of his goons, but, like, we don't see uh, <laughs> Ewan McGregor, so, like, obviously you can su- assume that there are people outside yeah. waiting for you to, like, come out of the funhouse. So yeah. they were, I was, like, I was really mad watching the movie. Yeah. I was, like, why are you ladies just, like, casually walking out, like, like be on the defense, ladies? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they came back, they, they got him, but, I mean... Yeah, they, yeah, that anyway. makes sense. But yeah, I all, but I did like the moment where um, Renee Montoya got shot, but she was protected by like the whole boosty thing. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that was so funny. I thought that was a good little bit. But um, yeah. Oh, the Barracuda needle drop! I get so hyped whenever that <laughs> starts playing. Just, yes. just in general, just in life, but <laughs> especially in this movie, <laughs> just yeah, perfect song for that moment and. I think because Margot Robbie was in I, Tonya. Yep. 
And I think that was a reference to Itania because they, she, I think she ice skates to that song in that movie. So I thought that was a little okay. cute little nugget. But oh, um, I like that. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, after this, then, yeah, Harley I goes d- after Roman on rollerblades. <laughs> also, is she on roller? I thought she was on roller skates. Hold on. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, she's totally on roller skates. Oh. Roller skates are the ones with four wheels. Oh. Like, you know, the old-fashioned yeah. okay. ones. And roller blades are, you know, the ones that have, like, the three wheels, like, one in front of the other and everything. Oh. Another plot point. Or that's a mistake by IMDb, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest. I did not know there was a difference between roller skates and roller blades. <laughs> But... You are sheltered. I'm not fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I love the incorporation of rollerblades in this scene and how Me too. Yeah. And just that's a very smart thing to make her like like more able to fight. I just like that kind of element. But um after that, Harley chases Roman and gets knocked over by other goons. Helena rides by and gives Harley a pull, managing to kill those other goons before causing Roman's car to crash. He takes Cass to the pier and tries to taunt Harley, saying she needs him. She hits back that the criminals in Gotham should fear her, not him or the Joker. True. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's crazy. Yeah, she is crazy. And, And just kind of the theme of this whole movie, just coming back full circle of it, essentially being a breakup movie and of her learning not to like place her value in other men (laughs) but uh but yeah and just the whole thing about like female camaraderie to kind of go back to the prior scene is Mm -hmm. really nice too how she just found because this whole movie is basically like okay yeah men treat women like shit so then all the women are gonna band together. <laughs> it's exactly. just it's just kind of women like inherently like empathizing with each other, which I think yeah, it's very cool and something that we don't really see in this genre at all because it's usually yeah, just yeah. it's usually just one girl and like s- seven guys <laughs> that are just yeah yeah. But um, yeah, I just really love what this movie is saying just about just about this character and just about female characters and women in general i just yeah i really love it but um so before roman can hurt Cass, she reveals she planted a grenade on him and pulled the pin out harley throws roman off the pier where he explodes into bloody chunks before hitting the water the others join harley and Cass, relieved that roman is now gone slow clap for Cass. I know. I, I, like, I love how she got her kind of little hero moment since she was kind of like tossed around before. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I also love how um, it's it kind of reminds me of Captain Marvel how mm-hmm. like there wasn't like at the very end she didn't have to like really like prove herself by doing like this theatrical display before killing him she was like oh i have nothing to prove to you and then she just like leaves him there yeah. and i f- i feel like this movie does something s- like similar where it's like it's not really like 
this big buildup or anything. It's just like, oh, he's gone now. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, because he's pathetic. And yeah, he doesn't need this big moment. He can just kind of die pathetically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like they have that moment where they're like, yay, he's dead. And then they're just like, okay. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't really mean anything <laughs> to them. They're, exactly. He's just a little shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, but rest in peace, Victor says, and, and <laughs> Roman. But uh, the next morning, the ladies gather for tacos and margaritas. Cass goes to pass the diamond, but she and Harley just steal Dinah's car and ride off. I thought that was so funny. That was so unexpected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love that they went for tacos and margaritas mm-hmm. because that's just amazing yeah um that place also looked really good and i it made me want a margarita as well <laughs> um this is a very yeah. good food movie just the way they present food yeah yeah that's so true yeah but yeah and i just again just the moments between like all the female characters because i feel like it only like they only like all come together in the last like what like 20 minutes but yeah yeah yes totally. so it's nice that since this movie is so short that I feel like Kathy Ann really took advantage of those moments and established relationships between all of them. But yeah, but yeah I, I love the scene and I like how she thought to include that. <laughs> Just a little kind of like wind down moment. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and I like how they like write off and I love her outfit in the scene too. Who's? Uh... Uh, Harley Quinn's when she oh that's later on but that's later yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the blue jacket and everything yes uh yeah and then it kind of tells you know what happens to all the characters after this movie where um Erickson once again takes credit for Montoya's work in bringing down the Roman and his empire she quits the Gotham City Police Department and joins Dinah and Helena to form the Birds of Prey using the money in the Bertinelli accounts. Oh, I didn't know that they used the money for themselves. I don't know why I didn't catch that. Yeah, it like explained at the end that Helena somehow got the funds, like secured the funds from like her family's fortune, which Mm. she didn't have before question mark <laughs> um but yeah, yeah that's how they like ah uh, okay okay yeah yeah and i like i almost the birds of prey i don't know why their costumes bugged me in the scene but that's a very oh. like small nitpicky thing that i don't know they just seemed a little like underwhelming their looks at the end yeah they like because they like i know that canary and huntress like their looks at the end are like comic callbacks yeah yeah callbacks to like their comic book costumes but i would have much rather seen them like looking cohesive or like more like charlie's angel-y um because i just don't think that it worked that yeah was, i thought they all looked yeah. cooler before <laughs> yeah exactly was my one complaint like why the fuck was helena wearing that mask i was like that's dumb <laughs> yeah yeah you know? it just yeah it was like too it was very purpley and yeah it just yeah. it wasn't my favorite but again that's kind of a nitpicky small thing that doesn't really yeah. matter but um 
And then Harley and Cass pawn the diamond and ride away with Bruce, who turned up alive, which, yay! Yay! Um, with Harley taking Cass as her apprentice. Harley says she may be a softie, but she dares anyone else to call her that. Yeah, the looks at the end between Harley and Cass yeah. are so good. Cass just looking like a little little queen. I was I like, know. oh my gosh. And, like, I love how it, uh, Harley Quinn's look in this scene almost... It almost looked Elton John-ish to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, the totally jacket did. and the glasses and everything. Like, yeah, I just wanted that whole outfit so bad. And Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, like, uh, is Harley the best role model for a 12-year-old child? No. Yes. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like for Cass? She's a good role model for Cass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like she already she already about that like that life, mm-hmm. that pickpocket life. I so mean, I mean she may as well become a vigilante. Mhm. Well, <laughs> apparently Cassandra Kane is supposed to turn into is it Batgirl or Batwoman? Oh um, god, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. One um, of the, one of the bat females, but um, that's love. uh Yeah, so apparently in the comics she, I think she betrays Harley Quinn eventually and becomes uh, Batgirl or Batwoman. But... Yeah, she's like Batgirl. Yeah, she's Batgirl. Okay. Um. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. That would. I don't want. I don't want her to be Batgirl. I want her to be something else. I want her to be some. Some some badass, not Batgirl. <laughs> Batgirl's not a badass. I think Bat. Well, she is. Yeah. Like... I-, I think Batgirl would be a badass if. <laughs> this actress played her too so but But then that create i don't know i don't know i think it would be i love the relationship but i think it would be interesting if she like betrayed her down the line and became like someone who fights crime or they could just that's the thing is that like the way that this movie paints Cass Mm -hmm. is kind of like a vigilante yeah that's true and like maybe that's just because she's hanging out with Harley, but I don't really think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I, I I can't see this character in this movie becoming Batgirl. I don't see. Yeah. it. Yeah, and I guess it would have to be like they'd have to either wait a while for her to the actress to grow up. <laughs> um, yeah. Or they would have to like flash forward in time, but which I hope they don't do. Yeah. Who knows with the Snyderverse. And on IMDb, it says after the credits, Harley's voice can be heard getting ready to tell the audience a big secret about Batman only for the audio to cut off. But I did not know there was an after credit scene in this. So I did not see that. No, I did not see that either. Well, or hear it, I guess, because it's an an audio only thing. But okay, yeah. Yeah. But apparently, she has a secret about Batman. But I wonder what it is yeah who knows but yeah so to go back to the snyder cut unfortunately (laughs) um there so spoilers for the snyder cut who's anyone if anyone you know hasn't seen it or cares about it but um this part yeah skip this part i guess um but there's a scene where it's kind of a confusing scene but i think they go to like it's kind of like an alternate t- 
timeline where everything's kind of like apocalyptic or whatever is okay i guess what it's implied it was like way in the future because okay in the whole movie batman is like having all these dreams and this is one of his dreams so it's either it's implied in the future it's it's like in the future or it's like an alternate timeline in the future i'm not sure okay. which one okay but anyways so there's a scene with jared leto's joker and batman's talks about how um harley quinn like died in his arms or something okay and batman's arms yeah okay so yeah i guess it's like the vision the future that Zack Snyder wants for this character is for her to die but um but yeah and then his whole thing was that like while she was dying she said to like batman to um kill the joker like for her but nice. but i don't know just the fact that like this movie did the work of like fleshing harley quinn out as a character yeah and then Zack snyder's like oh but what if she died to <laughs> advance the plots of other male characters and i'm just Ugh. yeah it's just i don't I just, I have a bad feeling about the DCEU if Zack Snyder, like, ends up, you know, taking the reins again. Yeah, and just, I, I'm uh, praying for our girl Harley. Yeah, that she doesn't <laughs> get murdered by Zack Snyder. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's just unfortunate. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but... I hope not. Yeah. I, like, have a vague remembrance of um of seeing something like that from like a very long time ago though like in my childhood like an episode of like a batman series Mm -hmm. that was probably on tv where like harley quinn does maybe die i have no idea i can't remember but like that sounds like something that would be comic book canon yeah i guess but so like it's it's like what i'm trying to say is like that sounds like something that would happen in the comic books but from how they've developed harley quinn like i i just don't see that happening yeah and especially since margot robbie's harley quinn is so popular Yeah, yeah she's so popular and they make so much money and everything off of her as a character just like, off of how many yeah like look how many girls dressed up as uh as her for halloween Mm -hmm. like in whatever year that would have been like 2016 or whatever yeah no Uh, she she has a lot of like cultural value to where i yeah i don't think they would get rid of her just even from just a business standpoint but but just exactly it's concerning sometimes just the the vision that Zack snyder has for exactly like i'm like don't touch my favorites please (laughs) exactly like who knows yeah i'm hoping that i also think this would be like how disney plus has superhero series yeah like it'd be cool if like they did some type of series with like the birds of prey or something like that yeah i would totally watch that yeah i just and they expressed interest in doing a sequel with um harley quinn and poison ivy who like are a couple in like the comics and the cartoons and stuff 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure in this movie, I'm pretty sure, because now that you say that, like how they mentioned that she had an ex-girlfriend in this Mm -hmm. movie, I'm pretty sure when they talked about the ex-girlfriend, somehow it was implied that she had red hair or maybe like there was a flashback of this woman and she had red hair. And I've read that the girlfriend, like her ex-girlfriend in this movie is supposed to be, or is supposed to be implied that it's Poison Ivy. Oh, like, yeah, they don't do any like flashbacks or anything, but like in that first scene where they kind of go through like the little cartoon faces, it probably like resembled, um, like Poison Ivy. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they bring Poison Ivy to yeah. the DC universe because who, I loved. Who do you think could um, play her? That's a good question. I think... I think Zendaya might be a popular (gasps) thing. Oh, Zendaya would be good! Yeah, or like... I I think I was listening to a podcast about this movie and they suggested Zendaya or like Janelle Monae. And I was like, ooh, those are are good choices. I also think maybe um, even someone like Jessica Chastain... Just because when I think of like redheaded actresses, yeah. that's what I think, and I think she could like pull that off. But yeah, yeah, just just someone like yeah, someone who has that bisexual energy. Yeah, the bi vibes. <laughs> the bi vibes that are yeah. very obvious in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> someone to match that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, should we get into recommendations or ratings? We should do ratings. Okay. So, what what would you rate this movie since it was your first time seeing it? Oh, I actually did. Hold on. Let me pull up my letterbox. <laughs> if if anyone th- wants to follow me, it's Lauren underscore A triple N E. So, Anne with just an extra N and an E. I'm Anne with an E, not... <laughs> A muggle with I don't know why I said that anyways okay so I rate Birds of Prey four and a half out of five nice. I thought that it was a very well written like cohesive film everybody had good chemistry the storytelling was good um, there was just like those few little things that I was like meh yeah but, yeah what would you rate this movie um i would probably do the same score (laughs) uh like four and a half out of five stars just because the problems i do have with this movie like ultimately i don't really care that much about like whatever like kind of small plot holes or like little messy moments that there might be just because i just think it's a very effective very unique comic book movie and yeah it 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 has a lot of elements that i feel like are missing or just aren't used a lot in the genre just especially just female characters interacting with each other (laughs) just in general because like in endgame i remember how in that one scene where all like the female characters come together and literally none of them had interacted before and i'm like like with this one there's a reason why they were all together and I just feel like a lot more care was put into the female characters and yes 
I just thought it it it, it was a superhero movie with something to say, and I just yeah, I just love this movie. <laughs> it's one of my me too. It's grown into like one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> but, oh yeah, I yeah I did really enjoy this movie, and. I'll definitely, like, this would be a movie that I would definitely watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, loved it. Yeah. What are your um, recommendations for movies that are similar to this? Um, one movie that I thought of um, that's kind of, a, like, a gory, like the, like, the same kind of level of gore as this one. Okay. Um, and it kind of, it's kind of an action comedy. Is um, Attack the Block? Because I think it, um, I think it kind of has the same vibe of like an action comedy that relies on practical effects, and it also has, you know, something to say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think if you like this movie, you'll probably like that movie too. And then, as far as, like, movies with bisexual energy, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I thought of um, Shiva Baby, <laughs> yeah. which, which is, um, to anyone who doesn't know, it's about um, a bisexual woman who runs into her ex and her sugar daddy at a Shiva. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just think it kind of, it just has the same like bisexual vibe as this movie does and so i would recommend that one and i think oh and then scott pilgrim because i yeah Yeah. the same vein as like an action comedy thing but yeah with like you know use of graphics and things like that i think and music but yeah i think that's stylistically i can see this comparisons between Scott Pilgrim because mm-hmm. it's like like they're both superhero like movies mm-hmm. or wait no is Scott Pilgrim a superhero well it's like a comic comic book movie yeah yeah they're both comic book movies and stylistically they're very similar in the way that they uh narrate the story yeah so I I like I like that comparison yeah, yeah. I honestly had a very difficult time coming up with recommendations for movies mm-hmm. that are similar to this. And I think that Scott Pilgrim is definitely a good one. Um, yeah, I honestly can't really think of anything else to add to yours. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a hard one to just think of comparisons too because it's very much its own thing yeah Yeah. maybe in like in comparison when looking at the plot point of the breakfast sandwich and how devastated (laughs) she was about losing that and kind of wanting vengeance over the breakfast sandwich i would compare john wick to that oh um but that's but no but that's also because his dog got killed. Yeah. So like that makes a little bit more sense about being vengeful <laughs> or being vengeful. Um, I also watched that last night for the first time, and that was really good. I um, think actually the guy who directed John Wick may have done the stunts for this movie, like done the fight oh, choreography, which would also make a lot of sense because 
both of these movies in their choreography for the fight scenes, I found that they were very kind of in tune with the music and they were very almost like music oriented. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely the same with John Wick. Also the John Wick, uh, like the, all the songs that are in John Wick absolutely slap. I did not yeah. realize how good the soundtrack was for <laughs> okay. that or like just the movie or the music in the movie yeah like it's a movie that you have to watch like cranked yeah. up okay so i don't think he was actually like the main stunt guy but i think he i th- i thought i read somewhere that he helped with like just kind of consult about the fight scenes with the director oh, okay yeah. yeah maybe he was yeah. just like a consultant or something yeah. and like wasn't credited yeah i, th- I might have read that in like a youtube comment <laughs> so just you know oh, okay yeah take take it with a grain of salt but yeah but, we're not yeah. too sure about that information yeah we might want to get our our fact checkers on that. <laughs> but, yeah, just don't don't yell at us if we're wrong. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that would make sense, though. But, but yeah. So, we like this movie a whole lot more than we did the last five years. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a very, like, sharp left turn from whatever that movie was. Yes. But, uh, the, well. the next movie we are doing is... 500 days of summer <laughs> which yes. is another uh, romance this movie. Po- yeah this <laughs> this podcast is gonna oh i noticed that all three of these like last five years uh birds of prey and 500 days of summer they're all about breakups yeah that's i i didn't notice that pattern i mean though i didn't die there but that's okay yeah i mean the ones after that are not but i mean yeah. you we you listeners shall see what movies we are talking about after next yes. week. But um, but yeah, next week is 500 Days of Summer, so tune in for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 